Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Amy. I hope you're having a lovely day. Doesn't quite rhyme, not quite the song, but just wanted to wish you a beautiful day. Hope you're doing something lovely. I hope, I'm sure you are. Um, and I'll look forward to chatting to you later in the week. Eat loads of cake. That's the law. It's a given. Take care. Bye. Again, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Amy. Happy birthday to you. This girl is on fire. Oh, man, I hope you have the most awesome birthday. I thank you so much for that last week's uh, training, the Yoga Biz training. It was awesome. I'm having um, some amazing moments and some plannings, and you are amazing, and I hope you have the most beautiful birthday. And uh, I just wanted to say how much uh, gratitude I have for everything. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Amy. Happy birthday to you, hip Have a fabulous day. I'll see you on Wednesday. We just want to say happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. Um, I know you're in lockdown down there, but I hope you have had a beautiful day regardless and the sun has shined and you've managed to connect with some people online. Lots of love. Thanks for all your help. Thanks for everything you do. Take care. Bye. Just saying that we're thinking of you all in Victoria. It's really yuck what's happening. Um, I hope they get on top of it soon. Stay safe, stay well, and that's probably all I can say. But we are thinking of you. Bye bye. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Amy. This is Maria from New York City. Lots of wishes for the year to come. Enjoy. See you soon. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for this week. Thank you so much to everybody who sent me uh, birthday messages. There's just a couple of them. I, I mean, really. Sarah, thank you for the post in the Facebook group that everybody... Uh, gave me fantastic gifts and very, very sweet uh, notes. So thanks, everybody. It made an otherwise <laughs> odd birthday very, very warm and friendly. Thanks, everyone. Some congratulations uh, for today because while Victoria might be going backwards on the uh, special times front, so many of you are surging forward. Uh, I want to say, firstly, <clears throat> a massive congratulations to my beautiful friend, Sarah B. Uh, in Singapore. Um, so Sarah's been inspiring a whole bunch of you, I know, because she shared so openly with all of us at the start of this strange time about how she's been progressing her YouTube channel. And I am delighted to celebrate her today because she has been invited to be uh, a teacher on Yoga International. So if you don't have a Yoga International membership. Um, great teachers on there, including my teacher, really good resources. And, uh, and now Sarah too. So if you want to take some classes with her, make sure you get yourselves signed up. I've put the link in the episode notes and the link is actually Sarah's link. So if you're thinking about signing up, uh, use that link. And then, um, Sarah, that works really beautifully for Sarah as well. So let's support her. Uh, and if you already have a membership to that particular service. Check out her classes and uh, leave her some love. Uh, Leanne, I've got, to, I've got to read you all this from Instagram. So we only connected, what, last week um, through some other, another fabulous Drew yoga teacher in Australia. Hi Dee, we love you. Uh, and since doing some of that yoga biz plan, 
uh, stuff that we did last week, implementing what she got, folks. Let me just read you this. Uh, this is Yoga with L. She sent me, thanks, Amy, for your guidance through the videos. The 1% was a game changer. I've heard that from a lot of folks. Uh, I have felt so deflated lately, but today I used my time wisely and used it to promote my event to more people. Tomorrow I will be doing the same instead of fluffing about. I wanted to give you feedback. I will let you know how I get on. Thank you. And then she wrote to me yesterday. I just had two bookings and four people interested. And then today she said, and I just got another one. This time I created an event on Facebook and invited more women, even though I thought they wouldn't be interested and I was hesitant. Plus, this is a new offering to try to relaunch myself as I'm new. I didn't mention the word yoga. I said gentle movement, which it will be. So happy. Thank you. So congratulations to you, fabulous. Nothing like implementing what you learn, right? I talk about this all the time. We need the karma, not just the jnana. So nice work there. I also want to say a big congratulations to uh, Laura Wynn, who shared with me this my this morning, her last night or whatever the hell, uh, that for her very first ever yoga teacher training, she already has three people signed up. So Laura, I wish I was over there. It's uh, summer, so I should be over your way, but you know, there we are, special times. But congratulations and who knows, maybe I'll get to come along and join in one of your modules and just learn from you. Congratulations on a strong start to filling up your very first ever yoga teacher training. Folks, a reminder today that growing your yoga beers registrations are still open and they're open, in fact, uh, for another about 10 days. Uh, so if you are thinking about signing up, go get yourself registered. There are seven places remaining. And the um, what you'll also receive in addition to all the fabulousness of that program is access to the next live round of social media confidence for yoga teachers. So another cool bonus there. Go get yourself registered. And for everybody who has already signed up for season seven of GYYB, uh, you'll also get access, of course, to the next live round of uh, social media confidence. So the link for GYYB in the episode notes, but also at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash GYYB. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that is my four month group training program to go from yoga teaching hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner. And uh, man, we are going to have some fun. Talk about an exciting and fun group of inspiring yoga teachers already signed up. Uh, really, we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, so today I uh, <laughs> today I've been flipping through one of the many books I have in my library about uh, hot yoga. Um, specifically today, <laughs> I was looking at the book uh, Yoga in Daily Life: The System. This is a Swami Maheshwarananda. Uh, we're not going to get into the ins and outs of yoga in daily life, but that's probably another podcast. One of the things I love most about this book, it really is an encyclopedia. One of the things I love about it are the outfits worn by the models. If you don't have a copy of this book, it's worth it just for the outfits. I really feel like I need to go get myself a matching tracksuit to practice yoga in. Nothing like Shashasana 1 in a sky blue matching bottom and top tracksuit. Very, very appealing. But in flipping through this book, you know, there's there's lots in it. There's it's it's sort of um, you know, it's it's legit Hatha Yoga, the stuff that I grew up with. Um, but they talk about the you know Ahimsa Paramodharma and, and they um on a number of the pages, sort of like a big shout out on that page to that particular sutra and describe it in two different ways. The first translation was non-injury is the supreme principle. They also say non-violence is the supreme duty. So, you know, Sanskrit, you can, there's all sorts of ways that you can slice it and dice it in how you translate it into English. But it struck me, particularly after spending a week with everybody doing the training about business planning and also just how I'm feeling in my own business, you know, with, I mean, it feels really heavy where I live at the moment. We were doing so well. We'd come out of, we're back into sort of partial restrictions and then, our numbers here have just gone off the charts worse than they have ever been through the whole pandemic, like t tenfold. Um, and, and people that I know now getting sick. So I'm you know, just sort of been feeling a bit like, yeah, 
I went to have my uh, annual checkup with my accountant today and we're both so she's a fabulous woman I love her you know you've got the right accountant when uh well she's she's got the she's you know she's got the the cross on she's a, a, a catholic by background so I'm like yep she's a spiritual lady I'm into that and she's also got on her uh desk a salt lamp and in her foyer she's got all the doTERRA uh so I I know she's the right lady for me and I go in there every year and she helps me process my tax and what needs written off. And she gives me some advice about what I could do better next time. And so that, that happened today as well. And um, I walked away with, thanks very much, uh, quite a, I'm going to say, quite a pleasing tax debt. That's how I'm going to describe it, because we take a stand for conscious language and abundance here. You can't have a a hefty tax debt if you're not making prosperity. So lucky me, I walked away with a hefty tax bill. But all of this got me thinking about business, about what all of you are working on. Um, you know, I'm really thinking for the yoga studios in Melbourne who who managed the lockdown and then were do, doing all the things and being really safe and taking all of the precautions only after just a number of weeks having to not only shut down, but go into a level of restriction that we haven't had yet in Australia. Um, we're leading the way in my state, in Shitsville, when it comes to the special times. Uh, and, you know, we haven't been at the point where everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's wearing masks now. Uh, if you want to laugh, turns out if you invert a pair of underpants, they make quite a nice face mask, especially if you use, as we call it here in Australia, uh, here we go. This will be a good one for all the Australians will laugh and all of the, everybody else will laugh. Oh, maybe uh, a G banger. Do you know what a G banger is? Uh, in most civilized parts of the world, you call it a thong. In Australia, we call it a G banger. <laughs> I can't believe I confessed that the rest of the world didn't know that, Amy, until you just put it into this podcast. So it turns out if you wear a G banger as a face mask, the uh, actual thong part of that particular piece of underwear aligns quite nicely down the bridge of the nose such that the po the portion that would otherwise cover the sort of, here we go again, map of Tassie, if you don't know what that alludes to, it's a pubic hair reference, sort of circa 1970s pubic hair reference, also the same shape as the island of Tasmania, one of our beautiful states here in Australia. Anyway, the G-banger does cover that, that, that portion of the G-banger that would cover that portion of the female body, covers quite nicely the nose and the mouth. There you have it. Needs must. G-bangers on faces in public in Australia. Yes. Anyway, all of this to say that the mood, the bav here, is has shifted significantly. And, and talking to, to my accountant and speaking with so many of you last week, I'm just kind of feeling like, man, what something's, you know, there's, there's a teaching in here. Not that I believe that every shit sandwich has to, you know, you don't have to eat every shit sandwich. Not everything that happens to you is meant to be. That's a crock. But, or that you deserved it somehow. But, you know, it's kind of, there's a heaviness here. And I'm thinking, all right, Amy, what's going on? What's in this for us? Um, how can we look at this a little differently? And so, also, I guess I, you know, just just talking to this week is the week of the month where I have the one to one sessions with everybody who's in my um, Keep Growing Mastermind. So I've had not only my private clients, but also uh, sessions with my mastermind members, and just getting a, you know, getting a sense of how's the energy going in in abundant yoga teacher land, and it's a little heavy. I'm not gonna lie, it's a little heavy. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe ahimsa is a good principle for us to look at and I like this like ahimsa is the supreme principle or the supreme duty and so today I wanted to talk about how that pertains to how we treat ourselves in business because I'm fairly confident that for folks that I at least the ones of you that I know in my community um, ahimsa like you are ahimsa himsa not ahimsa himsa when it comes to how you interact with others but often that flips when it's turned back on ourselves and in fact I suspect that when things get heavy 
whether that's kind of global context or just within our own lives and what's going on at home. Sometimes that, whether you want to call it violent or whether you want to call it injurious, but that behavior, or at least those thought patterns can be turned back on ourselves. And I get that from some of you sometimes. I love the messages that you send me, but, you know, sometimes the language that that folks use to talk about themselves, the the turns of phrases that some folks have about their own conduct, level of success or otherwise, uh, competency with certain business pieces, uh, it's it's not non-injurious. And so today I thought let's talk a little bit about let's 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 have a quick conversation as much as a podcast is a conversation, i.e. Uh, completely one directional. I hope you're talking to yourself when you listen to this podcast. I always talk to myself or I talk to the people who are doing the podcast um, a lot. Uh, Sidebar, I tell you I talk to the most, Van. I'm a huge fan of the Way Down in the Hole podcast. Can't get enough. My God, I talk to him a lot. (laughs) This white girl in Australia is talking to you, Van. Loving on everything you're saying and the way that you come to the defense of String a bell every time. Thank you, Jamel. You're too hard on him. Okay, back to the what we're actually talking about. If you're down in the whole fan, DM me. Let's nerd out. But for today, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about this idea of how you could potentially being violent with yourself and how you you know your self talk, your self belief um, when it comes to how you're conducting yourself in business. Over the course of the weekend, I've been finishing up. Um, let me just grab it. I've been finishing up. The Christopher Isherwood's book, uh, My Guru and His Disciple, which is about his journey with his Swami through the 40s, 50s, 60s in uh, Los Angeles, India, um, his and the way that he oscillates between considering and entering um, monastic life and then very much being a gay man of that era um, doing all the things. Um, and and it's really interesting because, of, you know, about half of the text is his journal entries from those times and then the other half is sort of his reflection on the journal entries. If you haven't read it, it's a really lovely book. Uh, check it out, My Guru and His Disciple. Um, and the way that he feels in a lot of the uh, journal entries, he talks about when he's doing rituals, puja, worship, they call it Vespers there, the Vedanta Society for different things, but he talks about, or even his own meditation practice, and he talks about it, and then he goes through the uh, the arising emotions that come up for him as a result of doing the, pr- the practice. And I know I could just um, really empathize with what he was talking about. For example, he talks about how, essentially how he recognizes that he did a really good job in a particular part of the ritual, and then he chastises himself for being vain about doing a really good job and then he beats himself up because if he was spiritual he shouldn't you know vanity is to be is is a negative thing so then he feels bad about himself and I know this can be true for me you know like you you, the 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 emotions that come up and the self-talk that can go on with something that starts out so simple as simply you know seeking to be engaged and be in service and then it sends you into this tailspin of feeling one thing and then feeling bad about the way that you're feeling and then judging yourself negatively and it can go down in the hole. Um, so well, there we go. So um, I thought, well, maybe we need to talk about this a little bit. And in having the conversation, my hope is that it might spark a little, uh, an opportunity for some reflection for you on where you might be being injurious or violent with yourself in particular self-talk, the language that you use, and self-belief, how you think about what it is that you're doing and the outcomes that you're uh, achieving or otherwise. And maybe to bring in a little bit more love. And so that's our topic for today. Ahimsa paramo dharma. Non-violence or non-injury as the supreme principle or the supreme duty. How you're holding up on that front when it comes to your yoga business. And I think you know, in, in preparing for this recording and putting this together for you, I was sort of thinking about, well, you know, maybe this is actually, this one is actually where 
yoga really comes into where yoga really comes into business because increasingly I think, and we've talked about this before, I know I've had some beautiful conversations with a couple of you already about, well, what is yoga anyway? And when we're plunged into these times where nothing is what we're accustomed to, things are very strange, you know, we're experiencing a broader spectrum of emotions, definitely having to be more creative and resilient in all ways and also absolutely in our business. What is, what is yoga even about? I had a, um, a message from a beautiful yoga teacher here in Australia and uh, on Insta from my birthday, and one of the things she said was, I'm feeling you know, kind of emotional right now. And I was feeling kind of emotional too, you know, like doing all the, all the things, stockpiling the food up again, buying fucking face masks, doing all of that stuff, thinking again about, you know, it was my birthday and I can't visit any of my relatives. We're, I'm not allowed to visit any of them. One's in the lock, stage four lockdown, one's interstate, one's overseas, all off the table. I was feeling a bit emotional too. And, and we were just messaging with each other a little on Instagram about how we're grateful that we have yoga. And I suspect, and I'd, I won't name her here, but I suspect she would agree with me that when we were having that exchange about, fuck, you know, it's heavy and thank God for yoga, we weren't talking about asana, right? I'm not going to go peel off 108 serena muscata to make myself feel better. That's not what I'm in the game for at this point. Perhaps, actually, it's the opportunity for the, um, I'm not going to say continual because that would be exhausting, but regular exploration of the inner landscape. And, of course, that that is what... Uh, that is what arises for all of us when we work in our businesses. You know, these businesses that we are creating, they're, they're kind of sacred vessels, right? They're not simply a means to a financial end, nor are they just some uh, labor that we go do for something else. If you've created this thing, it's because you believe in yoga. You've taken a a big, deep breath in to, to back yourself and you're overcoming, uh, internal and external obstacles all the time and what better place to apply the principles of yoga but which ones well today I'm proposing that maybe something to incorporate into your regular business appraisal just like I've had with my accountant today more often not just annually is the exploration of is this himsa or is this ahimsa is this behavior, thought, is this action, is this energy that is loving or is this behavior, thought, action, contemplation that is somehow self-injurious or in fact violent to myself? And in, again, taking the notes for everybody for today, I'm thinking, well, Amy, you can't tell people that they need to do that all the time. Like, as all of you remind me, my job is to kick you all in the butt, apparently. Uh, you know, there's there's so many things to go get done. Uh, if you were constantly thinking about this, you'd never have time for anything. And as worldly yogis, as as householder practitioners, we've got to do shit as well as the, the, the spiritual pieces. We don't have time to be doing this all the time. But perhaps noting or having it as a almost, you know, growing it to a point of being like a subconscious filter of am I conducting my work here? Is this a state of himsa or a state of ahimsa? Is this a state of support and loving energy or am I tearing myself down here? And again, I'm not talking about how you interact with other people because I suspect that you are much more mindful of the way that you do that with others. Today I'm saying, how do you do that regarding yourself? And depending on your constitution, this is going to show up in different ways. So for some of you, I've got some examples here of how this can be, um, how if we think about looking for the middle way here, you know, what are the polar, um, what are the polar extremes if we're seeking the middle way? So there's sort of like, for, for some of you, are you pushing too hard? Are you working too much? Are you... Um, efforting through are you um 
setting aside what you what you need in order to be in service to others. There's a number of you who I guess are listening who have shared with me that you're fucking exhausted and that I'm um, thinking of one beautiful yoga teacher in particular who was sharing with me that she's exhausted. Her tank is like it's empty. She's running on fumes, but she can't take time off, so she believes, because she has to be there for her students. Now, this is violent to self. This is ahimsa. For others, it doesn't look like pushing. It looks like avoiding, that you're being injurious to yourself because you're avoiding getting things done. You know, are you, and we all know, for example, that numbers, numbers in online classes are reducing, but have you let yourself now be comfortable with a level of uh, attendance that actually is not nourishing to your own well-being? Another yoga teacher I was speaking with was saying that the number of people who are showing up to her online classes right now are no longer even covering her software, her monthly software expense. So she's losing money teaching so few people. Again, this is violence to self. So this is one of the, the one of the, uh, the areas to consider this. Where are you pushing or are you pushing too hard or are you avoiding and, and uh, harming yourself because you're avoiding doing things? Um, similarly, like this idea of hiding Have you gone into hiding? Are you no longer supporting yourself or what you believe in because you don't want to speak up? You don't want to share your truth. You're afraid of something. You're, um, by not being vocal, you're causing yourself harm. Or, in fact, is it the opposite? Are you being too much? Are you always on? Are you always showing up and being super high vibe, even though maybe you're really into faking it territory? Not because you're a... um, not because you're some kind of insincere person, but that some kind of belief that you need to keep on keeping on, even when your energy is way down and what you need is to go to bed early. So another one, are you hiding injurious or are you being too much also harmful? Um, I was thinking also about how this can show up in the sense of boundaries are you being too light with your boundaries? Are you, I know that again, thinking of some of the stories I've heard over the past months, people letting certain students come for free because of their employment situation. Well, is that still appropriate? Are you still letting people come for free? Are you still doing classes by donation, even though maybe people are returning to work now where you live? Or are you still doing uh, yoga by donation, but you've set no minimum on the donation and people are just showing up and not even though you're suggesting a donation they're not contributing or (laughs) have you gone rogue with the boundaries uh and have you got so tight that it's kind of got uncomfortable I know for me there is a time to say look these are the rules and I'm sorry um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lovingly enforce my own boundaries and then there's a time to go oh fuck it who cares I don't care right? Like sometimes some boundaries aren't worth it. And the agony and the, uh, again, the self-talk, what the, like, like I was saying about Isherwood, you know, this kind of oscillating between, I was really good with my boundary, but I feel really bad. And now I'm a bad yogi. And what about the, the, the storm that can, that can, um, result in the mind? Is it worth it? Or sometimes is it appropriate to just go, oh, fuck it, this time, I don't care. I just don't care. And the, again, this only knowing where you are on, on any of these scales, this is your practice. This is your process. This is your opportunity for yoga, for introspection, for considering what's true for you. Because for some people saying, oh, bugger it, I don't care. Let them not pay any money is defaulting to your tendency right? You need to adjust for your own tendency. If you know your tendency is to self-abandon on a boundary, well, that's where you can be harming, self-harming. So maybe, you know, with, with you need to course correct, you need to um, accommodate for that tendency, over, over-accommodate for that tendency. Um, but you only you know that. And this is why I think that this principle, ahimsa or himsa, 
in your yoga business can be such a powerful tool. And the application of the principle to your yoga business, of course, has beautiful and nourishing ripple effects into the rest of your life. We get to use our businesses as almost like a training ground for the rest of our lives. How we, that what we, um, what we require of ourselves or what we call ourselves to grow into in order to be abundant yoga teachers, those skills, that fortitude, that discipline uh, pays off with all sorts of other relationships as well, other interactions, other uh, things that you do in your life. Okay, so... All right, we get the principle, right? Like, okay, Amy, that makes sense. But so how do I know? Like, how do I know my own tendency? How do I know if I'm being violent with myself in either direction on any of these kind of complementary forces? And I I was thinking in part because I'm pining for Thailand (laughs) Uh, and I've just, uh, you know, refunded everybody from my retreat uh, uh, and am not going to Thailand to see my dad and uh, hang out with all you in January. Sob. You know, I was thinking about that and how I'm going to miss the centre and what that particular location, um, the IWP, the place where I take everybody on retreat, what it means to me and how being there every year just fills me right back up and what they stand for. And they stand for three things. They stand for Buddhism, feminism, and nonviolent communication. And I thought, well, shit, we don't need to look much further than that. The principles of non nonviolent communication when it comes to the inner landscape. And a lot of what um, they teach there, what Ginger and Oipon teach, uh, is, of course, you know, it's, it's social activism, it's social justice, it's women's empowerment, it's minority empowerment, uh, you know, those sorts of things. So really uh, for a lot of the work that they do, they're talking about nonviolent communication in terms of relationship with other. But I think we can absolutely turn that internal and use those principles to explore how we're interacting with ourselves. Is this by tendency or am I being, am I indulging a pattern that doesn't serve or am I causing injury to myself either by pursuing that pattern or by over accommodating against the pattern and pushing myself back out the other way. Amy said, you should charge more. So I've quadrupled the price. No one's coming. I've got no money. Ahimsa. (laughs) So let's talk quickly then, because man, this is going, this week's going fast. Um, ah, okay. Let's talk a little bit then about nonviolent communication and how I think it's a, these principles. I'm just going to like, I'm not an expert here. I did this training a long time ago. The first, first time I ever went to IWP back in 2008. Wow. Um, go read more like there's stuff everywhere. Great books, all the rest of it. But here's what, here's my, here's my old notes. Um, first we need to consider the situation objectively. So this is taking yourself out of the picture. And one of the ways that I find this can be easier is if you imagine that you were uh, advising a dear friend, right? If you had a a beautiful colleague, a masterminding buddy, your partner, uh, a teacher that worked for you, if you were advising someone else that you really valued and loved, how would you consider their situation so that you can, because sometimes it's hard to observe our own situation objectively. I mean, again, this great book, the passages in uh, Christopher's book where he talks about, you know, just the the wild internal stuff that goes on. I know I have it with Kirtan, right? Like I'll have these, I'm in the zone, and then I have this thing of, oh, my God, yes, I'm in the zone, hero yogi. And then I'm like, what the hell, Amy? Like what you're, you're getting off on, you're like you're, you're all that because you're in the zone. Then there's not only is the zone gone, but then I'm down the rabbit hole of you've missed the point entirely. What the hell have you been doing with the past 32 years of your life? No, no, I'm 43 now, 35 years of your life. This yoga thing, you, you missed the point. You know, it can send us off into these crazy tangents. But if we if we think about someone else, it helps us. If we imagine that the situation is someone else's, Pip, can you stop snoring? I'm doing the podcast, apparently not. Then, then it can be easier. So looking to foster some sense of objectivity in what's actually going on. 
principle number one. Then, then it's about, okay, based on the observation, what's the arising feeling tone here? So rather than, because we can jump to judgment, we can, pee stop snoring. We can judge to, we can jump to criticism. And I'm talking about yourself, you to you, blame, um, you know, we can beat ourselves up The negative language comes in. So skip all of that, skip the thinking, skip the, the, the thinking words and go to the feeling, go straight to the feeling. So for example, if the observation is that, that, um, you know, if the observation is your avoid that your um, feel, if the observation is that you don't want to do your go teach your yoga class tonight, or you don't want to teach Thursday night yoga anymore because only two people are coming along. Before you go to, oh, but I'm being lazy, or oh, that might upset the students, or oh, they've been so loyal, or oh, they said they really need this right now, and whatever. Before you go to any of that stuff, go to how do you feel about the situation, and if so, check into it right? Like, uh, how do I, how am I feeling about that? How am I feeling about the situation? And if the feeling tone comes up as like exhaustion, or if the feeling tone comes up as resentment, or if the feeling tone comes up as, um, I don't know, like some of you are talking to me essentially about dread, like girls, I know you've messaged me and I'm saying girls now because I haven't heard from dudes on this front, but if you are a dude and you're feeling dread, I would love to hear from you. I hope you're not, but this is not gender specific just to say that, that that's the gen- the prevailing gender of the people who have uh, spoken to me about this. Like that's intense. So looking at feeling into what's the feeling of the observation? What's the feeling that spontaneously arises from the observation? Not the one that you manufacture, not the one that you force yourself into. Oh no, no, no. I feel gratitude. I'm so grateful that these people are still coming after all of these months, even though they're not paying, even though they show up late, even though they still like have their kids coming in and they've unmuted their microphone. No, no, don't don't shoehorn yourself into a feeling. Be honest with yourself. What is the actual feeling? Don't judge it. Just become aware of it. And then that feeling will have an associated need, right? An associated need that is not being met. Like maybe you need rest. Maybe you need sleep. Maybe you need to just down tools and do something else. Maybe you need more support. Maybe you need a higher vibration. Maybe you need more money, but connect with the need that arises, the unmet need that is arising from the feeling tone. And then here's the thing. And what I love about this four-step system is because it's designed to have communication with someone else, when you flip it and turn it back in on yourself, it's really powerful because step four is make a request ask for the need. And this means not only do you have to ask it of yourself, but then you're required to give it to yourself. Powerful, right? Powerful. One, objectively observe what's going on. What is the situation? Objectively observe it. Two, without thinking, no, 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 that's impossible, but without uh, lingering in the thinking, how is the situation, how is that observation making you feel? How do you feel about that observation? So in old school, like couples therapy, when you do blah, I feel blah, like that. How do you feel about it? Do this with yourself. And then from that place, from that feeling tone, there will be an unmet need. What is it? Dig it out. It's in there. And I suspect if you let yourself get still and quiet, this will like burst through. Baby, I need to go to bed. I need to cancel that class. I need to roll up my sleeves and rewatch the Facebook ads training and stop pissing about. The need will be very, very clear to you. And then number four, Get your need met. Ask for what you need. Give it to yourself. No judgment, no thinking. Give it 
to yourself. I want to hear from you, Amy Yoga Biz Coach on Instagram. I want to hear from you. What, like if you're going through this full process, share it with me. If, you're, if, if you have noticed, if you become aware that there is violence towards yourself in your business right now, in any form, too much, not enough, overworking, underworking, overcharging, undercharging, um, overvisible, undervisible, uh, maybe it's the language that you use. You've got to stop messaging me and saying, oh, I'm rubbish at the technology or I look terrible in photographs or no, 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 that is violent language. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. One of the principles that we can all agree on is good news, regardless of your lineage, is nonviolence. And shit, do we need more of that right now? In all the ways, in all the ways that it shows up, and absolutely in the way that you may be turning it on yourself. And here's the thing, folks this one can be sneaky. You could be so habituated in what it is that you're doing that the I that you don't even realize that what you're doing is injurious, is causing you harm, is violent. I know for me, I am um, full disclosure. I I'm, I'm feeling depleted, like I am. This this return to lockdown stuff and Melbourne going the numbers and you know Melbourne going into stage four in, I mean, it's August and this announcement, this is a minimum of six weeks before they kind of reassess it. I mean, we're into, well into spring by the time we're, we're still in lockdown. You know, that's, it's all pretty much all of 2020 is going to be like this. And it's heavy for me. Um, I'm just feeling it. And and, I, and I'm grateful for that because if I wasn't, I, <laughs> I'd be a sociopath. <laughs> but, you know, um, and, and so I, I, I've been resting a lot and taking naps and uh, listening to books and, um, you know, doing this stuff of <laughs> messaging these people. Here we go. Messaging these people on Tinder and they're telling me I've bought this, all these courses and I'm making, writing a new album and I'm overhauling my garden. And, I, and I'm thinking, man, I just want to like listen to books and cuddle my dog. I need rest. I need downtime. And I've found myself doing all of these things, but it was a journey. And in fact, it still comes up every now and then. And I'm talking like every couple of hours where my brain goes lazy. Amy, lazy. You should be doing all the courses, overhauling your garden, polishing the silverware, whatever the fuck else everybody thinks that lockdown is. No, no. What Amy needs right now, if she's not, if she's, if she's practicing himsa, not ahimsa, what Amy needs is rest. I did not get out of my pajamas yesterday. It was my birthday. I'm allowed to. I did not. I did not. And I had pizza delivered to my house. Yes, vegan pizza delivered to my house. And, you know, just an, another aside, and all of you HSPs, all of you empaths out there, isn't it great that there's now no expectation that you need to open the door to the person who's delivering stuff to your house? And if you're feeling really social, like you can lift the blinds and say, hey, and give the palm the hand, just like, hi, but that's considered more than enough. I mean, I've got to say, that part of lockdown, I'm into it. I would be quite cool if 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 delivery people accepted that just a wave out the window was a was the equivalent of the 2019 full hug. <laughs> That's where I'm at, and I've been playing with this because the when I I recognised man I'm toast I, I need to this is hitting me now I've been okay with it but it's starting to starting to grind my gears like you know my nana she's 95 six months of not being able to see her is a pretty precarious amount of time when you're up there into the, into the nineties. Um, and every time I call her, she's a different person. She's at that stage of life where shit's moving fast. Um, so not being able to go hang out and play Scrabble, kick her ass. It sucks. It's starting to get to me. And so I'm slowing down. I'm resting more. I'm listening to books. I'm not, it's not, it's just being with my, my mood, but in, even though externally I was recognizing that and giving myself permission to take more rests and not do all the projects that everybody else is sort of conquering their whatever, still that ahimsa 
bubble was coming up of, but you should be, and this is lazy, and you really should be taking full advantage of this time, and this is not good behaviour, and just because it's your birthday doesn't mean you should sit around in your pyjamas, and like stuff, this stuff's pervasive. So all of this to say that you might, and, and in the past I would have been like, yeah, you're right, get up, get dressed, go do something. But I'm, I've decided, no, no, I'm going to honour more me this time around. What is the lesson, like I said at the top, what is the lesson that right now that I think is, is an opportunity for us is really looking at how do I bring this, um, how do I bring Ahimsa into my, how do I bring Ahimsa into my business? Because right now I'm noticing, wow, there's these little moments of Himsa. There's these little moments of violence, self-violence, internal, that I'm ready to shed. Ready. Such a beautiful opportunity to let go of them. So to recap everybody, uh, we can't do this all the time because then we would never get anything done. But one of the boons that is available to us for us to check into from time to time is where am I, you know, where am I being violent with myself? Where is Himsa a business principle? And sometimes even, and this is a sneaky one, where am I congratulating myself for applying it? We had this conversation last week in the Coachathon. Like, where are we getting a kick out of pushing through or whatever it might be for you, grafting, whatever, however it might show up, where is this himsa, this violence being glorified? Even if it's very, very sneaky and insidious and subconscious for you, let's do a, let's do a scan, check it out. And where could there be an opportunity to actually um, bring ahimsa into your business? Now, this is not my, my, you you all know me, I'm a pitta person. My tendency is to go too much. I'm not ever at risk of not going enough, but maybe that is your tendency, not going enough. And so the himsa, the violence can be in that space, underdoing things, self-abandoning, not showing up like, you know, you're actually meant to, not saying one way or the other. Um, this is all very, very personal for each of us to explore. But if we come back to this teaching of this, I'm going to say it, a little bit wacky book by Yoga in Daily Life, like I said, hashtag yoga tracksuits, the emphasis on ahimsa, nonviolence as the um, ultimate goal or the, let me, what did they, they said, the, supreme duty or the supreme principle well if that's if we take that as a fact for for this week let's look at that in terms of you and your business and where can himsa or you know not this sort of idea of you know this idea of violence where is it showing up and how can you bring in more non-violence more loving energy in a way that's nurturing and supportive not necessarily easier it's not necessarily easier but it definitely is more easeful. And, you know, it could be a learning process, particularly if you're a doer like me. If you've got boomer parents who taught you that hard work is good work, um, you know, it, it, it's not going to feel easy to do less. Or if you're a person who, who knows, I love you, but if you know you tend to flake out, it's not going to feel easy to do more. But over time it will feel more easeful. And I think that is something that everybody, no matter where you're at and what's going on in your neighborhood right now, everybody could do with a little bit more of that type of ease. So that's us for the week. Oh my God, flew by. Thanks again, everybody, for amazing birthday notes. Um, <laughs> really, it was so sweet. I can't believe so many of you are bold enough to sing on an Insta message. I mean... I've got some work to do. I need to get better at that. I got, I got all the, you know, no one gave me the Beatles happy birthday song. That's always my go-to, but I got a lot of Stevie. Thank you. That I sang that a lot. Um, a lot of singing of that. I mean, man, can that man sing or what? That music. I mean, she is. Uh, thanks everybody. I really do appreciate all of that. And, um, I feel <laughs> completely undeserving of so much attention. I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much. Um, 
we have one more coachathon this week. So the final coachathon is happening on Thursday. Uh, the details of that are in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. So it's the final opportunity to receive some complimentary yoga business coaching from me and also just to hang out with a group of beautiful yoga teachers. I'm just loving the way that you're all supporting each other so much um, with these offerings. Uh, thanks, everybody, for showing up. And also, just if you're not in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group yet, you know, do know that that's a really supportive place. There's been just a, a really beautiful ongoing stream of requests for support, um, celebrations of success, uh, ideas sharing. It's a really beautiful community and I'm so grateful that you all co-create that. It wouldn't exist without the likes of you all. So if you're not a member of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group, do go find us and uh, request to join um, and it's a beautiful place to ask for help, get tech ideas, recommendations, get people to review your copy, things like that. It's a celebratory, supportive and always positive uh, group and we'd love to have you join us. Coachathon, Facebook group, GYYB, one more uh, mention of that. Um, if you have any questions about GYYB, I know a few of you have been messaging me over the weekend that you're thinking of joining, but you're not quite sure if it's right for you. Uh, please know that I am, um, not only do I not do pushy sales tactics, I will tell you straight up if I don't think it's the right program for you. So if you have questions and you would like to talk it over with me, just reach out. Uh, I've got lots of time and I love talking with all of you. Uh, and then congratulations to all of the homework winners from the uh, from the yoga, create your perfect yoga bees challenge, all of you winners from your homework. Uh, we have our refinement masterclass happening tomorrow. So I will speak with you all in, what is that? Some hours, a couple of hours, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, Amy, this ain't live baby. I don't know what tomorrow is. Wednesday, the 5th of August. The details are in the Facebook group. I tagged you all. So you know who you are. Uh, oh, and final piece of uh, housekeeping if you have signed up for GYYB and you are in the Growing Your Yoga Biz Facebook group and you haven't done your welcome video yet, <clears throat> please do your Facebook Live. We want to meet you. We want to all say hi. I know there are quite a number of you who are hiding out. Do it. We want to meet you. It's important. And uh, you can't get a safer space to do a Facebook Live than uh, my GYYB group, Facebook groups, like, man, we got you. I want to see you in there. All right, everybody until next week, or maybe the coachathon or maybe the Facebook group. Take care folks. Talk soon. Bye. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask, if you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at amyyogabizcoach. Take deep care.